Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there and welcome back for part two of the Dusty Thunder podcast with Candy Thunder. When we last recorded, it was right before Father's Day. Father's Day happened. And which, by the way, Candy Thunder got me these. Let me get my... Oh, you got your... <laughs> you have grass on the bottom of your shoe. They can't get see that. Top. Don't worry about it. Okay, so these, <laughs> which I love, I love, but immediately was like, you know, it's like they're dad shoes. <laughs> But it's like they're cool dad shoes. It's like I I love them. I and I I love them. I love the fact that they're cool dad shoes. And that's what I call them. I was like, they're cool dad shoes. And she's like, they're dad shoes. Those aren't dad shoes. And I was like, yeah, they're they're cool dad shoes. I didn't until a week later. A <laughs> week later, this past weekend, we're uh I had them sitting out because I plan on wearing them today. And she walks into the bathroom and looks down at them and thinks, what? I was like, oh, shit, they are dad shoes. <laughs> Called it. Called it. But they're cool dad shoes. Exactly. Now you get it. They're cool dad, dad so. shoes. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm happy to wear dad shoes. I'm all about it. If this is what wearing dad shoes means, then I'm call I mean, me Miles Davis because like, I'm all over it. Dad shoes are very in style right now. So if anything, I did you a favor. You there was never a question about that. The question was always just about the are they or aren't they. So I, of course, thought they were right off the bat, but cool dad shoes. Candy Thunder has now come around to that way of thinking. What say you? Are they just dad shoes or are they cool shoes or are they cool dad shoes? So we went to the lake and um, Navy Thunder had gotten sick on what, like Monday evening? Um, and we and she kind of got over it pretty quickly and was acting fine. Um we felt comfortable leaving her to go to the lake. She was on the mend, all good. Um, his mom came to watch her, which is a godsend. Thank God for his mom and for my mom and the help that they give us with navies. Nothing we can ever repay. But um, we went to the lake. We came back. Um, and Navy Thunder had basically relapsed into what was now like full-on like upper respiratory infection. And this all happened while we were at the lake and by the time we had gotten back to to home she was just like she was done she wanted her parents and then we were exhausted from being gone all day and she would not sleep and because medicine actually jacks her up Uh, makes her so hyper and before i step out here real quick what just happened was that 
Candy Thunder just got off a phone call where she found out that one of the group Mm -hmm. of Taylor Swift tickets that we have was just opened up. And this means that Tony Spark now gets to go. So he doesn't know this yet. She just found out. I'm going to go get him. We're going to have him come sit in this seat. And then you're going to tell him while we're filming. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to go get him. Hang tight. (laughs) It's already filming. (laughs) Tony looks great. He's going to do this. My nose started peeling. I know my nose is peeling right here too. Okay. Um, So we always talk about Taylor Swift. We talk, Tony is the biggest Swifty that I know. Um, So for this part, we had to pull him in and I had to get his opinion on the story because I think it's going to be great. So what happened was um, there was this guy and he mentioned something to his girlfriend and his girlfriend wanted to give up the ticket to go see Taylor Swift because she knew that there was a bigger Taylor Swift fan that wanted to go. And that's you. So you have a ticket. No. And you're going to the freaking Taylor Swift concert with us. Yes. And it's real. It's happening. You're going to see Taylor. So you have to come back from the lake in order to see Taylor Swift. It's real. I have the ticket. No. Yes. I'm so excited. What? You're going. What? No. You can't take, we won't take no for an answer. You're going. It's real. I waited till I had 100% confirmation. So nothing else could take this way. It is happening. You are going to the Taylor Swift concert. He's going to be in row four, section like 134 through 136. I'm not sure which one it is, but it's happening. What is happening? You have full, unobstructed view of Taylor Swift. How? How? Why? What is happening? So I told him the story, and so we had... Someone last minute had said they didn't want to go, and then they did, and so we ended up not having this extra ticket. And then um, Ava's dad explained it to his girlfriend, and she said his her daughter actually had like a quinceanera that they had to go to, and so, she wanted someone that was a true Taylor Swift fan. So to by have law, this ticket. I'm now obligated to marry this woman. <laughs> Basically, is that how this is going to work? <laughs> Mike know that he's no longer like, in a relationship. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Not only is she not going, I clearly have to marry her. Right now. Her name is uh, Miriam. And what a godsend of a woman. And I'm like, you need to double check oh with her. I'm like, gosh. you have to triple check with her because you can't take her ticket. And then like, I don't want to. But she did. And he said he asked her 20 times and she responded the same way. So it's it's happening. What? You're going and I'm so excited. So we filmed it. <laughs> are you well, excited what's her name mary miriam miriam well thank you miriam and thank you guys oh lord no you just have to make the drive back from the lake so I'll, don't i'll manage don't be hung over it's so exciting oh my god okay so now he has to plan his outfit we gave him like literally less than two weeks to get this shit in from sheen so sheen <laughs> If you do the ex- the express shipping, you might get what you need in time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You have to go through Amazon instead. I don't even know what to say. Are you going to go? Well, I mean, I'll think about it. <laughs> I got to check my schedule. I might be busy. I mean, honestly, the Eras concert I was going to put on on the boat with my bottle of wine and tears was going to be pretty good. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I kind of had some people looking forward to it. They were going to sit on the dock and watch my tears and me cry during it and jam out, but this will do. Uh, so you, like, not being able, like, you not going was, like, destroying my soul. Like, I was like, <laughs> I want to give him my ticket and he can go. And he can be the keeper of these three teenage uh, girls. So, But now it's going to be glorious and wow, it's going to be amazing. And I'm so excited. Wow. I'm like in shock. Are you excited? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what to say. Get back on your playlist. No more Johnny Cash. Okay. <laughs> no more sucking songs. <laughs> to be fair, the Johnny Cash was partly caused by Matt Rife. That was a different Oh, deal. yeah, the tickets. But it was just all snowballed into one because <laughs> Ticketmaster. <laughs> oh, Lord. Tony currently has a, <laughs> I have a, a, a lawsuit. vendetta against Ticketmaster. If they're ready, if somebody wants to file the class action suit, or if you've already filed one, filed one, please call me because I will join it and I will pick it in front of a courthouse. It's emotional distress that they've caused. Seriously. Uh, wow. So that was a nice little tangent. Uh, <laughs> obviously, that all just went down. So we had to we had to jump on it, bring him back here and get his reaction to it. That's going to be. I'm so excited. Yeah. He's he's an even bigger Swifty than I am. Um, him and Ava are basically on the same level as far as Taylor Swift goes. So that'll be I'm awesome. Super excited. And I, as of now, am still currently on on taking the dad stance outside the stadium, which I'm fine with. Um, and I'll I'll be the chauffeur. Yeah, and he's, I'm totally fine with that as well. He's such the, he's the best guy. Seriously. We don't deserve you. Guess what shoes I'm going to be wearing while I'm out there in my dad's dance. <laughs> His dad's shoes. That, my cool dad shoes. <laughs> I'm sure I have other straight, like just like pure dad shoes. These are cool dad shoes. Do you have other straight, like just normal dad normal shoes? Da- I'm, I'm sure I do. Certain of it. Certain of it. Okay. So bringing us all back to wherever the hell we were. I'm not even sure where we were going or what we were talking about before. Uh, no, we're too excited. Yeah. So yeah. Excited. We've been all over the place and haven't really accomplished anything yet in this. So thank you for hanging in there with us. A couple of notes before we dive into stories here. Uh, you can now join the VIP group without having to wait for me to go live. They finally, they meaning TikTok, finally uh, gave us the ability to let you sign up for the storm, which is the VIP program uh, through TikTok. Um, and we have the link for that on Linktree. So Linktree is linked in every bio that we have on every social platform. You go through there. You'll see join the storm. Um, and that will be your path to going there. When you do that, you uh, get access to the VIP Facebook group, which is a ton of fun. It is. Um, it's so awesome. People sharing pets and just things about their lives, getting to know one another. Um, super all inclusive, like it's a very it's, cool group. Yes, it is. I'm I'm super impressed with how how everybody gets along and is cordial and just an easygoing group and love 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 seeing all their animals. It's amazing. When we also um, that group is our first stop for ideas about X Y Z. Uh, one of the playlists we're working on right now, we're going to that group and discussing the story ideas for getting some prompts for it um, and designs. Our first drafts of designs mm-hmm. now go there um, and go through a couple of rounds of revisions with that group's input before we end up with the finished product, which is really cool, too. Um, uh, the shirt you have on is actually one of the yeah. designs that went through that was the not VIP the original. group. No, and they had some input and pointed some stuff out. And 
we changed the design a little bit and it was it was great yep. so it's a really really cool group it's uh i think i think the group appreciates having a voice and we appreciate having the group have a voice because mm-hmm. who better to steer the direction for what we're doing than you who who really love to enjoy the content um so that has been really really awesome and also it's it's like my first stop whenever i'm jumping in to check messages and, and to, to update on things that vip group is always my first stop and then maybe tiktok and youtube and mm-hmm. going down that path and it's impossible to keep up with everything which is why the vip group has to be the first stop so anyway that's now possible to join without having to wait for us to go live um and it is a hell of a lot of fun one of the other things that's an important note about that that program is that we do sub only lives mm. most Wednesdays after the public live um, and the VI it's a VIP only live. So, right. Um, like last week, I think we took a, a tour of our studio office, like where we work, um, showed you the behind the scenes of everything. It was, it was really cool. And I think that they enjoyed getting to see a little more glimpse of, of storm cloud marketing and like dusty thunder stuff. Really hard to do on a phone, we found out. <laughs> really hard to see all the comments and keep up with everything. But normally we're on the computer, so that'll work. As long as you don't fart on me. When have I ever? Never. When have you ever? Farted on you? Yeah. Never. Multiple times. If if a if fart happens within <laughs> a ten foot a ten foot radius of Candy Thunder, she's like, Your ass was literally literally touching me. <laughs> I felt that there's no, it's not possible. Do you know what? I am more grossed out by burps than I am by farts. And also I don't really appreciate the word fart. I think it just sounds. (laughs) Well, I mean (laughs) what it's used to, what it's describing is pretty long. Maybe that's why it's like, it's like the word moist for some people. That's how I feel about that word. I think you have to say fart with a little bit of an accent to make it like really what it's meant to be. I fart. <laughs> um, know what I mean? But I burps legitimately gross me out more than, especially ones that are like mouth open, like just letting it rip. A belch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is interesting because you, not too long ago, finally learned how to make yourself no, I, burp. I lost it. I don't know. How you to lost do it. it? I don't know how to do it again. Okay. But you, you found it and you were, you were actively pursuing it. Yes. But if you're the, if you're more grossed out by them, then why? I'm not grossed out by myself. Oh. So it's a one-way street. Gotcha. It's okay for me. So have you learned how to make yourself fart? Because that would be interesting. I mean, that's a weird question. It's not like we just, okay, where this is going way too much down a rabbit hole that we don't need to be going down on YouTube. I just want to know if it's possible. I don't think it's possible because I mean, sometimes you just do it and sometimes you just don't. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's, sometimes you feel like a fart. This just became a freaking commercial for almond joy and mounds. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We have to cut that out. We cannot post the fart talk. Why? Because why? Listen, (laughs) Nobody is offended by the farts. Some people actually. Do. Your dad would be. If I, I don't think he would be offended. Your dad's offended by any kind of bowel talk. That's true. Speaking of relationships and farting, um, 
we actually today are going to do um, a couple of relationship advice stories. Um, so we have a an AITA story about relationships. Um, we have a mother-in-law AITA story, short and sweet, spicy. The mother-in-law of all AITA stories. And then we have some relationship advice stories. Relationship advice. Which I think it's important um, to know, like we've, we, you and I have been together for 10 years, a decade. Wow. I know. Uh, married for eight. Um, so we're not blind talking about relationship advice, but I think it's, it's more about like communication and like knowing the correct steps to yeah. avoid these problems from happening. I mean, look, everybody's going to come at a story with a different opinion and a different angle based on what they've been through. Right. And, and yes, grain of salt, the context that we have as feedback for any kind of relationship issue is our relationship. And you know, whatever troubles we endured before. Uh, so it's, yeah, I mean, we're obviously not, I don't think there's such a thing as an expert or guru for relationships. I think if somebody says that that's what they are, you should be afraid, <laughs> but, but we have experience and, yes. you know, we, we've done our nickel and feel like we have some really good solutions in place. And then we also, I mean, like every couple is always going to have things that they're actively working on. So, um, yeah. It's it's our feedback, and I I think that uh, the first time that we're we are together offering relationship advice on on a story is uh, is going to be interesting. We'll see how it goes. Oh yeah, we could have a differing opinion. We could. We've had differing opinions on things before. All right, let's dive in. It'll be fine. All right, we're going to go ahead and dive into this story. The title is "Am I the astronaut for expecting my wife to prioritize me for Father's Day instead of going to a funeral?" There are a lot of things that could have come after instead of. I did not think going to a funeral was going to be one of them. My wife and I have two children, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. Our six-year-old is on the autism spectrum. It goes without saying that this is a very stressful position and neither of us get very much of a break from this. My wife is a stay-at-home mom and I have a full-time job. As happy as our children make us, I don't think it's selfish for us both to desire breaks. We get them every here and there, but we made a deal to have two guaranteed breaks in a year, our birthdays and mother's slash father's day. On these days, the one parent takes the brunt of the burden so the other can get a day to relax. Since our youngest was about two, we practiced this. I have never failed to give my wife the day off she deserves. I'll schedule, I'll schedule her a spa day or something she really wants to do and get her out of the house so she can relax while I'm on daddy duty. Then when she gets back, our kids give her cards and gifts and we get a meal from her favorite place after they go to bed. My wife has been less consistent and doesn't really do as much as I do for her. The last year, she hasn't really done anything. I typically try not to hold it against her as it is undoubtedly hard, but it does feel kind of unfair. This Father's Day, I planned on doing something for myself as she made no indication of doing something for me. I warned her a week in advance and she said it was okay. This was until about three days ago. My wife's old boss's dad passed away. She was invited to the funeral by the boss and she chose to attend the funeral, which was about two hours away. As a result, I had to cancel all of my plans and take care of the kids. She was supposed to be home at around five in the evening, but didn't arrive until around 10. The kids were already asleep and my wife neglected to help them get even Father's Day cards for me. We got into a huge argument when she got back. I told her that I felt like she had really dropped the ball on this and didn't give me a break like I usually do for her. She told me that she's home with the kids all day, just about every day, and I only have to help out after work. And as far as she's concerned, I regularly get a break and she doesn't. 
I told her working isn't a break and that I was really looking forward to today. She said that someone died and I was being completely selfish to make it about me. I said that it was someone she didn't know, who was the parent of someone she hasn't seen in over a year, and I don't think I was being selfish in asking her to prioritize my needs just as a gesture, like I do to hers. She's been pissed at me since, and we are not talking. Am I the asshole? Edit, my wife is not sleeping with her boss. Her boss is a married gay man. The funeral was real. I dropped her off with some of her old coworkers so they could carpool to the funeral. The funeral was real as I saw multiple pictures of the service from mutual Facebook friends of hers. And she was there for longer because the service went longer than expected and she was asked to go to the repast. We don't know what a repast is, but we're hoping you'll tell us. Okay, so the question is, am I the asshole for expecting my wife to prioritize me for Father's day instead of going to a funeral i have two thoughts the first thought is it's your ex-boss's dad and again the husband states that she didn't really know so she was going on behalf of the ex-boss as support um two just because the husband works outside the home does not mean that he's getting a break every day. I, going to work is hard and going and doing something like you're going to work to earn money. Um, it's not like you're going on vacation right. and enjoying just leisure time. While it may be less demanding than a stay-at-home mom, because don't get me wrong, being a stay-at-home mom is incredibly difficult. Being a stay-at-home parent, not just a mom, um, is incredibly difficult. But that doesn't cancel out the fact that you have to go to work and work really hard here to provide for our family. And I don't think it's fair that she prioritized an ex-boss's dad's funeral over taking care of her husband on Father's Day. Because just like women want to be pampered and cared for and loved, men want those same things too. I think guys are more logic-driven, less emotion, um, but they still need that. They still need to know that you love them. They still need to know that you care for them. And if you're not actively showing that, um, it hurts. It harms your relationship. It's not It's not just on autopilot. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Right. And if you aren't doing something to show that, then it's then it's it's not felt. It's, it doesn't just get assumed. And in this case, I think it would be hella hard to, you know, to have a special needs child and I'm, I'm sure it's very, very stressful. We've been fortunate to not have to deal with it, but no, I'm but sure we've seen it firsthand. I mean, our, our nephew is is on the spectrum. I'm uh, bearded. A his son has autism, and like we've seen it, we've seen the demands that it requires, and it is not easy. And I'm sure, in my mind, I'm seeing the mom resent the dad because he's leaving and going to work. Yeah, yeah, and and but I don't think it's a. Her viewing it as not work. I think it's her viewing it as he gets to socialize with other human beings outside of the house. And for her, this funeral, while she made it, she may have had great respect for her old boss, was a chance to socialize with a group of people that she knew and felt comfortable with. And it would be like kind of the good old days for a hot minute. I mean, I would have cabin fever if I was a stay at home parent with a special needs child and I was there all day, every day. Guaranteed. Yes. I agree. I, cabin fever and the need to socialize with other adults would be strong now to pull this shit. And maybe she knows that. Maybe she understands that that's what's happening. And maybe, maybe she doesn't. And maybe she just felt compelled 
to do this because that need existed there. I understand that need is present, but if that's the case and you're about to crack, unless you do mm-hmm. this, have that conversation <laughs> so that you aren't doing an incredible amount of damage to your loved one, to your spouse, and thus your relationship, because now you've done something to satisfy or fill up your own cup to the detriment of your partner's cup. And not just that they didn't get to do their thing, but now they also feel completely unappreciated by you. So here's the thing. She had three days. Um, she knew three days ahead of time. If this was me and this was a funeral, I felt like I needed to attend. And I don't think that I would attend my old boss's dad's funeral on Father's Day if it meant that you had to cancel plans that I felt like you should have. Um, I had three days to plan ahead. I had three days to get cards, to get breakfast, to get Mm. all of these things planned out so that you still felt appreciated and I could still attend what I needed to attend. And then I would try to make that up to you the next weekend or whenever we had that opportunity again to make sure that you did get your day. But she didn't do any of it which is why I feel like she is harboring some very extensive resentment towards her husband. Like she's for being able to go to work. Yes. Which is a clear sign that she's not communicating how she feels in their relationship. She feels like she has to do it all and he just gets to leave and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just have fun. And I mean, if you get to the point where you, you feel like your, your spouse or significant other is getting a break because they get to leave the home to go to work. Something's wrong. Like there, there right. needs to some kind of corrective action needs to be taken because that's going to lead and has led to resentment by both parties at the same time, which is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And here's something that I tell someone that I just told someone about their relationship. I feel like when you start getting frustrated with the relationship, um, that's when you need to take corrective action. Because if you don't take that action at that time, that frustration is going to lead to resentment. And once resentment leads to indifference, I don't know that there's any chance of salvaging the relationship. Mm. Because once you fall out of love with somebody, once you no longer care for that person, I I don't find, I don't know that there's a way to fall back in love with somebody. Once you hit indifference, I think it's over. And if they're already at resentment towards each other, I mean, that's just a dangerous slippy, slippery, slippy, slippy slope, slippy. It's a slippy slope. It's a dangerous slippery slope. That's a slippy, slippy Joe. So it's frustration, resentment, indifference. Slippy Joe, slippy Joe. And I I feel like personally, we've been to frustration and we've been to resentment, Mm -hmm. but never to indifference. Not yet. (laughs) Um, High five. Because we've, we recognized what we were going through and and corrected it but i know that we have both felt that way but i don't know but that's when it becomes do or die time on communication right and that's where you that's when you learn to swim that's when you learn to communicate is like i either want to figure out how to fix this gosh heckin problem and i'm going to start communicating because only the two of us together can figure that out or i'm going to let my pride get in the way. I'm going to fold my arms and say, Mm-mm, and I'm going to let this thing implode on me. That's it. It's do or die with their relationship. It's either you learn to communicate or you don't come what may. And in this case, gosh, I mean, I, I get it. It's, I mean, I don't get it. I get that 
it's different and it's way more complicated than a typical uh, non-special needs home is because I bet that is just super frustrating. And I'm sure she's there. She's burnt out. And instead of communicating that she's burnt out, she is just being, I mean, like he said, it's been a year since she's actually made him feel like she cares that she's actually taken the time to do something for him. And instead of, instead of getting upset about it, maybe recognize that that's a burnout and, and talk to her, open that line of communication. And a very common burnout too for parents of special needs children. That's why there are support groups. That's why there are community organizations. That's what they know. Like this is a common thing, getting burnout Mm -hmm. and needing support as a parent of a special needs child is common enough for there to be resources that exist to be able to help prevent it or help ease it. And that maybe, you know, yes, she should have communicated. Yes, he should have thought about why is this happening instead of why is this happening to me and and really address the core issue. And and at this point, I get it. If it happened on Father's Day, like it's hard not to take that personally and be mm-hmm. like, wow, ultimate swift kick to the balls. Well, especially that she didn't, like I said, she didn't give him a card. She didn't yeah. make him feel seen or make him feel special in any way. That and was the resentment, though. The resentment yeah. fueled her for that. That's and that's also lot. why it feels like she went to the funeral. Yes, I agree. It was, it felt like an out for her, and she needed that out. And instead of saying, I need this and I'll make it up to you, she just took it. Yeah. So it's almost like everyone kind of sucks. I think the mom sucks worse than the dad. Yeah, I would agree. It's hard for him. It's hard for him to not not feel hurt by this happening on Father's Day. Agreed. If it had happened any other time, it would be less stinging mm-hmm. than it is. But still, you have to be able to look at those core issues and try to figure out what you can do to help solve those mm-hmm. things and prevent them from happening again. And right now, yes, he's only looking at like how this affects him. Right. Not the why. Why it happened. So ESH, where do you feel like he is and where do you feel like she is? I feel like mom is kind of a two and dad's kind of a three. They're like floating around between two and three. That's just my, that's my two cents. Gotcha. What do you think? I I kind of feel like they're both at a two because if she got to this point, it means it's been building for quite a while. And he didn't see it. And he didn't see it. Yeah. And I, it, it's not something that sounds like it was being hidden. You know what I mean? It's just something that he was like, well, we survived another day, I guess. Go to bed and wake up and do it again tomorrow instead of where is this all heading? Um, there was also some realization for me when I mentioned the, like, you can see that this other person has resentment, but figuring out the why, mm-hmm. like, that's a good problem solving skill, I feel like, for life in general. Like, you see the problem, but ask yourself, what's the why behind the problem? Yeah. And maybe you would find a better solution. If you're truly, if you're truly interested in solving the problem, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's the real problem isn't what someone's doing. The real problem is why they're doing it. In most cases, some of the stories we read, the people are just yeah. There's no reason. (laughs) There's no reason for the madness. It's just madness sometimes. Oof. Okay. So, uh, so we have a ESH and a three and a two and a two and a two. There we go. Okay, so the next story that we have is actually from the Relationship Advice subreddit. Here we go. And we we kind of, it was relationship related, that first story. It was mm-hmm. an AITA, but it was very relationship focused. I feel like we did a good job. High five. There's Ooh, a, we win. There's a, a little bit of a theme today. Relationships? Are mm-hmm. you trying to tell me something? No. But there's a little bit of a theme with one mother in law story just randomly thrown mm. in there. Gotcha. 
All right, this one is I, 29 male, caught my girlfriend, 30 female, on dating sites. Wouldn't you have to have been on the dating sites also to catch her on dating sites? Negative. Oh, We've been together about a year and a half now. Last week, I went out to her place in the morning to surprise her with some food. We have been fighting a bit, so it was going to be a full date day. She rolled over in bed, and I saw a message on her home screen saying, You're such a beautiful girl. Why are you on dating sites? So at this point, she's just woken up. Obviously, I'm pretty tense, and she asked me if I'm okay. I'm like, I'm not really sure. I just saw a message on your phone that said you were on dating sites? Question mark. You're such a beautiful girl. And she replies, what are you talking about? That's crazy. I'm not on any dating sites. And then literally ran to the restroom. She was in the restroom for quite a while and then finally came out and said, yes, I was on a dating site, but we've been fighting a lot. But it's not like that. I was just wanting to see what was out there. I left because I was in a pretty big panic. My ex prior to her that I was with for about 10 years cheated on me constantly and it destroyed me. So she knows how I feel about stuff like that. She texts me and says, I didn't cheat though. I would have never met up with or talked to anyone without telling you first and breaking it off. I'm sorry that I even downloaded it. I was just lost and hurting. We don't have an open relationship of any kind. And obviously she was talking to someone since that was over text, meaning she's been giving out her number. She keeps saying things like, I'm sure it's all very worse in your head. I question her a bit more on it. She said he was the only one I messaged. I matched with people and let my inbox fill up. I only responded to him because he's friends with Danny and Aaron. She keeps telling me it's worse in my head and I'm overreacting. I'm so torn apart. I love this girl, but after my ex, I promised myself I'd never put myself through that again. She says she doesn't want to lose me and will do whatever it takes. She said I can look through her entire phone now. Kind of late now since she's had a week to delete everything. (laughs) So a few questions. Should I even give her another chance? Is this cheating? If I go through the phone and find obviously deleted messages, how should I respond? Is she trying to gaslight me? So to answer those questions, no, yes, don't, yes. No, yes, don't, yes. (laughs) That's the answer to those four questions. No, yes, don't, yes. And that was, should I give her another chance? No. Is this cheating? Yes. If I go through the phone and find obviously deleted messages, how should I respond? Don't. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Don't what? Don't respond or don't don't go through the phone? Don't respond. Don't do any of it. It's not worth it. Is she trying to gaslight me? Yes. Yes. If someone tells you that you're overthinking it and it's probably worse in your head, mm mm. Mm mm. No. People don't, people do not get to tell you how to respond to a situation. Your feelings are valid. Your response is valid. And how you perceive what they've done is not their story to write. They don't get control over that narrative. So that just pisses me off. You don't go on a dating site because you're having issues in your relationship. If you're happy with the relationship, you work on the relationship. So no, you don't go see what else is out there and see if maybe there's some greener grass on the other side of the pasture. Bro, you got treated like a car. It's like she has a car and the car starts acting like it has some problems Mm -hmm. rather than take it to the mechanic or rather than try to get things fixed. She's just automatically shopping for a new car. Which means she was looking at the inventory, right? She's just trying to see what's out there. (laughs) She went to, yeah, cars.com. So if she had found something out there that was worth a test drive, she's got this guy's number. This guy has her number now. She's obviously committed enough to be willing to at least potentially leave you for him. 
So, uh, but don't worry. She would have broken up with you before she took the date. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Nothing to worry about there. She would have at least respected you that much. Mm -hmm. I mean, my goodness, but not until she had the date, you know, secure and in place. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, she was going to call you right before hopping into bed with someone else and be like, Hey, we're breaking up. Okay. Goodbye. (laughs) Gotta go. I don't. don't And I like how she said, you can now look through my entire phone. Um, even though it's been a week and I've probably cleaned up every possible thing there is to clean up on my phone. So you can't find anything. You open up the phone and it's like the factory yep. reset, like everything, <laughs> the factory background. It's all the, yes. So what sucks here is this. I'm so torn apart. I love this girl, but after my ex, I promised I'd never put myself through that again. Okay. So there's a pattern developing. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the tough part is that he can't even clearly see when it is 100 percent solid in front of his face because he wants it to not be true. Might be how he got into it the first time, just trying to not see it and letting it get to a point where they feel like they have to do that or they feel like they're allowed to do that. So he's either a pushover and he's just getting walked all over mm-hmm. or he's repelling them by love bombing or or just needing too much or whatever the case may be he's he's repelling them to the point where they feel like they need to put themselves back out there but it's happened twice now man twice in a row right yeah there's i wouldn't i would end this relationship and work on myself absolutely and find and you're 29 i mean you have that's you're young that's a lot of time um i would not i would not continue this relationship if that was if that was me I think you need to have more self-respect for yourself than to stay. I think leaving at least creates a boundary where you actually reinforce what you said Mm -hmm. you were carrying through from, from the ex who, who did you dirty. And, and I want to reiterate that I'm not blaming you for getting cheated on here. I think you need to look at, look at yourself and work on yourself so that you can make sure that you can better see when stuff like that is happening and have enough respect for yourself to to prevent it from happening in the first place or prevent yourself from getting in that situation. And that is a journey that you have to take by yourself, I feel like. Right. And and I know you guys have heard this before. Well, most of you. But whenever Candy Thunder and I reconnected in life 10 years after working together, it's because we had both gotten to a spot where where we as individuals felt like we didn't need someone else in our lives. We were, mm-hmm. we had worked on ourselves to the point where it was like, I'm okay. Like, I'm going to be okay with just me. Right. Yes. And that's what made it work. It's this pressure. I, I, and it may not be the case for you, but some people put a lot of pressure on their dating partners and some people can't handle that. And, and they deal with it by intentionally f- up. Yeah. Whether they realize that or not. And I know that this is out there and it's said all the time, but truly feel like you have to be happy with yourself first before you can be happy with somebody else. Um, and he said that they were fighting a lot in their relationship, but I mean, they're a year and a half in. Um, I feel like at that point, you're most likely diving to a deeper level of the relationship. You know, you're out of that honeymoon phase and into more of like just deeper stuff and you're going to find more differences and like overcoming those and again, communicating through those um, is going to lead to fighting and bickering and 
and just working through that hard phase. I think you're also at a point where you're discovering each other's coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. right? Because you're getting to that that deeper conflict. That's not that's not simple problems anymore. It's not what are we going to watch on Netflix tonight? Now it's like it's more complex stuff. But now you've discovered what her coping mechanism is, and it was throwing herself back out there to see who would give her attention. <sighs> that's terrible. Yeah, that's 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 bad. That's a wee bit of a red flag right mm-hmm. there. That is. Definitely putting her happiness on the shoulders of other people to make her feel like she's. Look within, honey. Look within. You truly. Say, I mean, truly. I think that's a. I say this a lot, but I think it's way more common than we realize, too, where people need to seek external validation whenever their their partner isn't providing them with what mm-hmm. they need. Mm-hmm. And. And because they know that they can turn outward and, and get attention from someone, they just go ahead and do that. And then it, I mean, it's to the detriment of their relationship. I don't know that they realize that or not, but for them, it's like they aren't getting something they need here. So they just receive it from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Just speak up. Just say what you mean. If you speak up one, if you go out and seek somebody else on a dating site, you're effectively ending your relationship. Yep. You're cheating on your on your partner. There's no question about that. Two, if you speak up and they don't like what you have to say and it ends the relationship, at least you did it and you can learn something from it and not have this shitty ending where is it cheating? Is it not cheating? It's just worse in your head. There's, I mean, speak up, say what you mean and be done with it. Either way, it could solve the problem or make it worse, but at least you're not cheating. Well, speaking up, I think the worst that's going to happen is if it does end something, it's going to save you pain. Right. I mean, it ends on a compatib- compatib- Jesus. compatibility. Jesus. <laughs> compatibility issue and not. <laughs> and not, not you finding out that she's on a dating app. Words are hard. Indeed. <laughs> compatibility issue. Yes. There I get go. it. Yeah. Compatibility. Yeah, I, I would rather I would rather find out then than get cheated on and have my heart destroyed, you know? Like it's Right. Yeah, getting cheated on takes something takes something from the person that's being cheated on. Um that I don't think that they ever get back. So it's not a it's not a fun road to go down. If it happens enough times, you can create horcruxes. <laughs> Seven. And you get a little snake-like face. Yeah. <laughs> that's your that's your prize at the end of the seven. That's right. Oh, man. Okay. okay. I just... Don't, don't go back. Just don't yeah, do it. Definitely don't go back. And and that wasn't an AITA, so we're, we're, not a, we're not applying an ASCON scale here. We're just saying, dude, don't. And take a break. Start mm-hmm. doing things that you really love to do. Freaking mountain biking, kayaking, like astrophotography. It doesn't matter what it is. Start doing things for you for a while and just see what happens. So here is our third story for this part two with Gandy Thunder. This one is, am I the astronaut for refusing to listen to mother-in-law's speech on my wedding? So I hate speeches. I never understood the appeal. If they are boring, exhausting, and very, very forced. But having said that, this is just my opinion, and I never forced it on anyone. I have sat through long, excruciating speeches without complaining like any other decent human being. 
When it was my turn to get married, however, I requested no speeches. We wrote that we loved everyone and that we knew they loved us, so if they want to say anything, say it to us directly, in private. My husband thought it was funny, but he knew my feelings about speeches. We had a small wedding with only loved ones, a weekend long. My husband loves games, so the wedding planner did a really great taskmaster type of games, and everyone appreciated it. Dinner came, and mother-in-law stood up and started by saying, I know we are forbidden to make speeches by the bride, but this is my only son getting married, so I will say what I want to. Red flag button. I didn't hear the rest because I was seeing red. My sisters and bridesmaids were shocked. I pretended like she wasn't talking and continued my conversation with my girls. They did the same. Mother-in-law was furious. Both sister-in-laws were furious, and my husband was very angry that it showed in his profile. He refused to look at me. The rest of the night was awkward. My husband sighed, sulking in their seats. I wanted to make sure it wasn't ruined for the rest of us, and we ended up having a blast. The next day, I spent it with my family and friends. My husband said that I was very wrong in what I did. I couldn't force mother-in-law to STFU, and he knew she wouldn't no matter how much we told her. It seemed I shouldn't have disrespected and humiliated her like this. Our marriage started on the wrong foot, it seems. Am I the asshole? P.S. Mother-in-law loves making speeches, sometimes 15 minutes long, and not unusually mean speeches, disguised as humor that often isn't appreciated at all by the speaky. Ooh, Reddit voted OP not the a-hole here. I'll let you start. Man, I don't know. I mean, this isn't everybody sucks here. Let's start by saying that, at least for OP and mother-in-law, because mm-hmm. it's the rules of the wedding. You just you abide by the rules of the wedding. It's the day is not your day, mother-in-law. And then to get up there and the first thing mother-in-law says is like, screw you, I'm gonna say what I wanna say is another strike in mother-in-law's direction. I understand where OP is coming from by ignoring her here, but it also just added fuel to the flames. So while she could have sat there and excruciatingly sucked it up like she's done so many times for speeches before, chose to make this a direct battle and confrontation by returning fire, and everybody sucks. It was already happening. Yes, mother-in-law is an asshole for for taking the stage and doing what was asked not to be done, but for her to just talk to her bridesmaids and just completely ignore what was happening, is that is just an asshole thing to do. I understand that. You didn't want this, and she did it without your approval, but she could have been the bigger person and not done that. So, so yes, we agree. It's everybody sucks here. Yes. You feel like OP sucks worse than the mom, or it's equal suckage? We always say the bride gets to do what she wants on her wedding day. But with asking the mother-in-law to make a two-minute speech because you know that she enjoys it, really be that big of a sacrifice to you? Two minutes of this entire weekend that you give to the mother-in-law in order to, I don't know, placate her, give her what she wants. I, in my mind, I don't see that as being that big of a deal. But maybe this mother-in-law would take that and run with it and force her to roll over every time something happened or use it to run over her. I don't know. But I, I don't think it's that big of a deal if you know that she likes to give speeches and be like, hey, I know you like to do this. I don't love speeches, but I would like for you to say something. Can you keep it to two minutes? Can you send me what you're going to say or something like that? I, I think it's a small sacrifice to make. Um, 
to give somebody something that they enjoy and to make them feel like you're including them in part of your day. I mean, and I may get roasted for that, but well, that's okay. Especially if you knew there was a risk that she was going to do it anyway, like she did. Right. Like, I mean, why not give a small olive branch to at least minimize the impact of it? Here's what may be the biggest problem that the wedding is like the announcement to the world of, of you guys as a team. Mm -hmm. And she took a very individual, this is my stance on this. Yep. And he took the opposite or he was offended by that. So instead of talking to him and being like, Hey, um, whatever we're going to decide, we're going to decide on this together, which is kind of what being married is all about. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, she just she took her own personal stance on it and created further and created division between her mm-hmm. and her husband of ten minutes. So <laughs> why don't we just create more conflict? Yeah. There's there's I'm going to be the peacekeeper or I'm going to be the diplomat. I'm going to solve problems or I'm going to create more problems. And OP here just chose to create more. So many more problems because this is never going to go away. It's always going to taint your wedding day. The way that you responded to this situation is always going to be a part of your wedding day. And I mean, I'm one to get pissed off and be petty, um, but I wouldn't want that pettiness hanging over my wedding day because there's there's no point. You could have given mother-in-law her two minutes and everybody could have been happy. Now let's change this. Let's change the storyline a little bit because I have a feeling that if this scenario had happened and if OP had this policy against speeches and if mother-in-law had stood up and given a 15 minute speech and OP did endure it and then said, am I the asshole for not creating a boundary or not reinforcing my boundary on my wedding day? We might approach this differently. And it probably would have had to have been a, like we said toward the beginning of this, if you knew there was a good chance it was going to happen, you've got to think ahead and at least try to minimize that and communicate through it. And that's probably the proactive approach at solving the problem. But, but, and again, I, I don't know that that's a not liking speeches. I don't know that that's a boundary. That's just a dislike. But the boundary was, was creating the rule. But she created no it, like you said, at a, thing where she had a complete disregard for her husband's feelings on the situation because maybe his husband her husband wanted to hear from his mom on his wedding day and there's no mention of that in here there's no mention of taking that into account that maybe there's another family there's another person that's part of this wedding day right and i don't think that disliking speeches is i don't know I just, I don't, I hate the way that she responded to the situation. Yeah. Well, I agree. Well, I mean, she did mention it. She did tell her husband that's how it was going to be. And he's, it says, my husband thought it was funny, but he knew my feelings about speeches. So he just laughed about it and was like, oh, whatever. For there being the no speech mm-hmm. policy. So he knew the no speech policy existed. And he had to know that there was going to be a good chance of his mom ignoring it. So then it became... There was there was a boundary with this rule, even though it probably wasn't directly communicated. It was like a, a policy on the invitation or whatever. But then when she reinforced that boundary, it was just in a really shitty way. Agreed. It wasn't in an adult way. It was in an immature way. Like, I'm just going to sit here and talk while you're talking. In We're order all for, to. Yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. We're all for reinforcing boundaries. Just not. There's a better way to do it. No, I, a mother-in-law sucks. I mean, I don't 
don't get me wrong, mother-in-law, I believe, is an ASCON 1, but I don't kind of feel like daughter-in-law is right there with her at ASCON 1. If they stay together. there's This created so many problems. Like, we're going to hear so many more stories from this OP. If they stay together, this is going to be like movie-worthy drama. Mm-hmm. I, I give it three, three to five years. She drew a line in the sand. Maybe less than three years. She said a line in the sand. She just kept talking. But yeah, I don't know. Lots of problems. Lots of drama. It's going to be uh, a lot of butting heads moving forward. Yeah, and her husband is going to be... Um, Collateral damage. Yeah, he's stuck right in the middle of it. And obviously what she did was enough to even piss off her husband um, at the wedding. I feel like she went too far. Yep. To make her point. Yeah, if this story had been that uh that like he supported her or yeah. whatever, then it, then it might it's still too shitty, it's still too far, but it's a little bit different. But if your spouse is visibly disapproving of how shitty you're being at your wedding. I feel like there's a problem. Maybe I mean, think I twice. think yeah. I think you're being a little too shitty. Poor guy. Poor guy is mom like, won't rules his new wife is over here like openly giving her the middle finger petty during is the ceremony. Petty does. and he's like i'm so f- i just like games <laughs> i want to play taskmaster <laughs> i do feel bad for that guy uh, he's gonna be stuck in the middle for the rest of his life little did he know that the game he was actually playing was game of thrones and he's lost <laughs> that was rough that would be a terrible way to start i would hate that hanging over my wedding day and i feel like that's why I wouldn't have reacted that way. I wouldn't. I would have been super pissed about what mother-in-law said, which is why she maybe bride is a two and mom's a one because mom, what she said was that was up. You don't say, oh, because the bride doesn't want me to say anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't about that. The bride, like you said, was she didn't like it and she asked you not to, but she did it anyways. So maybe she is worse than the bride and people are going to disagree so hard with my opinion. I can feel it coming on. Because they love some petty behavior. Well, they're both shitty. It doesn't. I don't think it. I don't think there's any way around that. But it seems like the the person who is shitty first, um, whatever happens next, is fine because they they swung first. They were shitty first, so the next person gets to be as petty as in, they want to in be. In public opinion, is what yes. you're saying? Yeah, it does. It does seem like that sometimes. However, we'll see. I think there's sometimes that you can be a bigger person. And if it means that that isn't hanging over the day, then I would, I would choose to be the bigger person that day. Yeah. Well, there's always that option. That option is always, is always Mm -hmm. there and you have choices. That's the important part. I think the, the swing vote here was the husband though. Here's where she could have been even pettier as a woman. She could have stopped her conversation, listened to the whole speech and been like, Thank you, Karen. I really appreciate what you've said at our wedding. That means so much to me, and I'm going to hold it in my heart moving forward. Kill her with kindness. Thank you for being here on our special day. And thank you for having the courage to stand up. Love you so much. Was it uh, was it bridesmaids where they like alternate giving the speeches and like they're competing with their yeah. with their speeches? But it's like, it's like during the engagement party or something, right? But mm-hmm. it's 
It's like one of the first scenes in the. Yes. Yep. That would have been hilarious. What's well, mother-in-law gets up and talks <laughs> and then OP gets up and talks and then they start just getting up and talking and it becomes a battle of speeches. So, but at least in that scenario, she listened to the mother-in-law, but she still got her petty in for the win. Yeah. There's a win-win. Right. That would have been the win-win. Mm-hmm. See? That's the kind of petty that I am, though. <laughs> Very strategic. I try to tell the girls that sometimes, sometimes you have to be an asshole and sometimes you don't. And you have to know when to, when to now use it's another the- Mounds commercial. Mounds and almond <laughs> That's my theme of the sometimes day. Sometimes you have to be an asshole. Sometimes it's you don't. It's true though. I mean, sometimes you can let stuff roll and be the bigger person. And sometimes you've got to be more strategic with your assholery. Play the long game. Yes. That's maybe that's just true for women. Love it I'm when a sure. plan comes together. <laughs> The truth will out. The truth will out. <laughs> All right, you ready to dive on to the next one? Yeah. Okay, uh, we're back from a little break, and we're going to jump into the next story. This one is an AITA story, and it is, Am I the astronaut for leaving my husband at home while I spend the week at my brother's because of how he buys groceries? I've been in a committed relationship with my husband for 17 years, and overall, things have been great. We've had a few rough patches, but what's important to note is that while he earns more than me and is considered the main provider... I have a substantial trust fund that ensures we're financially stable. I work part-time as a teacher while attending university, earning less than him, and most of my income goes towards tuition. Our household income exceeds 200k annually, while the average in our area is below 50k. One ongoing issue that we have is my husband's frugality. He likes to control my spending and have the final say on how he uses his earnings. It's worth mentioning that I've never used any of his income and have no intention to do so. However, the main point of contention between us is his frequent visits to food banks. Despite having more than enough food at home, he insists on going to food banks to save money. He intentionally looks disheveled and uses our beat-up car to blend in, even though he's never experienced food scarcity. I've explained to him the need for food donations in our community, even showing him social media posts from local food banks, but he remains indifferent. I suggested he volunteer or donate to gain firsthand experience, but he refuses. The unfortunate part is that since we're never short on food, most of what he brings home ends up getting thrown away. Today, I discovered our fridge filled with fresh produce and meat that clearly didn't come from our regular grocery store. When I confronted him, he admitted going to a food bank after seeing a Facebook post about a donation of fresh food. People on social media were already asking if any was left, and there wasn't. I showed him these comments, but he brushed them off, claiming people should have gone earlier. Exhausted by the situation, I packed a bag and went to stay with my brother for the weekend, asking for space to think things over. My husband accuses me of overreacting, being vindictive, and threatens to go back to the food banks regardless of my feelings. His family is also messaging me, calling me an asshole, and urging me to stop interfering with his choices. I turned off my phone, but now they're bombarding my brother with messages. Thankfully, he supports my decision and ignores them. All I want is to enjoy the rest of my week without being angry at my husband. Yes, I could let this go and not scold him, but the food he takes could have gone to people who truly need it. I'm not leaving my husband, but I need a few days away to gain some clarity. Am I wrong for wanting this space? The original question was, am I the asshole for leaving my husband at home while I spend the week at my brother's because of how he buys groceries? So this is just isolated to, is OP the asshole for just needing space? That's right. that's that's the question here, which is pretty easy to answer, right? Super easy. But I, I also, in a lot of these stories that we read, we see so many people say that they get bombarded with messages. And I'm like, I, 
Like if you and I were to get into a fight or a disagreement, can you imagine my mom or my sister messaging you and be like, what the f- is wrong with you? No. <laughs> Leave her alone. Let no. her enjoy her space. Let her enjoy whatever it is. Who who are these people that blow up the other person's phone because they disagree with the and like and then they moved on to blowing up her brother's phone because she wouldn't answer her phone. I'm like, who are these people? She called the army. She called the army that is her family and was like, okay, get ready to blast this phone number. Here's the message. (laughs) Oh, he called his family. Yes, uh, sorry. He, yes. You know uh, what I mean. Yeah. But (laughs) like, I don't under, I don't understand that. And we see it so many times, but I just thought that was funny. It's like they have families that work in those like call centers for political (laughs) campaigns. And they're like, hey, we'd like to ask you for, uh, for your vote. Only it's like shitty family members. This is a business idea. This is a service <laughs> where it could be like, blow up your ex's phone number or this person's phone number with messages from all these different people telling them how big of an asshole they are. Only $20. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a TikTok account that needs to be created. With it that sounds- guy that has like the bumper sticker where it's like his, this phone number and you call and report my driving and yes. he, take, he does them on lives. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but he's very funny. This this could be a real business thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to look into it. This could be a, a Dusty Thunder special. Also, what the f- is he doing? <laughs> Why is he going to f- food banks when he makes over 200K per uh, year? Yeah, that's the funny part. It's like, that's not what we're going to address. We're not going to address that, that, that this is happening and that he's scamming food banks and taking things away from people who really need it. We're going to address... That OP needs space and that that's not okay. To deal with the fact that her husband is scamming food banks. Why is he scamming food banks if you have enough money to purchase food? Is this, this any it, different than the guys who who like will park their nice truck three blocks away and then wear their shitty clothes and get their cardboard sign to go stand at the corner and make 65K a year holding a sign? No. Is it any different who does someone shitty like that? You're misleading donors. You're misleading. Mm-hmm. You're not being truthful. You're misrepresenting yourself for personal gain. And, uh, and he knows it's wrong because like she said, he's changing his clothes. He's using a yeah. different car. He knows what he's doing is wrong. So this this sounds some, like he's unhinged in some way, like he has some kind of... Mm-hmm something going on where he he needs to get a handle on it because this could spiral out of control he gets off on it something he's he's got there's frugality and then there's stealing and i feel like what he's doing since he's misrepresenting himself Mm -hmm. and taking food from these food banks when he clearly does not meet the guidelines for the people who should be receiving it is theft so i guess the question is legally is he wrong is he does he have to state how much he makes or what he does or does he need it or did they just give it away i'm sure that i mean every food bank is probably different but i'm sure that there are general guidelines for hey look only please only take this if right if you're truly in need as a bare minimum if you're truly in need And, and she said that it gets thrown out Like they don't even get through it all and they have to throw it out and that he's never experienced any kind of food scarcity in his life that she knows of. I don't understand this at all. I think he should experience food scarcity. I think this guy needs to spend Mm, a month living the way that he pretends to live whenever he goes to these food banks to understand what it's really like. He could give so much to these food banks, even just in time to understand that, that these People that are in need are not like him. Like he has the option to go to the store and buy whatever it is that he needs. And these people that need food banks don't have that option. His behavior is, mm, I don't know. It's not frugality. That's definitely not what it is. No, it's. 
is what it is. I mean, you're taking you're taking from the poor it's and, giving to, and giving to the rich. Fuckality. That's what yeah. it is. It's a new kind of reality where everything's. This is almost like a marriage breaker. Like, I mean, this is a huge red flag for your relationship. This to his core. Yep. I mean, to who he is as a person. And if he doesn't have a problem doing this, what does it? What else does he not have a problem doing? Well, it gets worse, right? Because he likes to control her spending. Yeah, I saw that part too. Even though it's her money, he's not like she's not using any of the money that he makes. She's only mm-hmm. using her own money, but he likes to control it. Uh, homeboy's got some issues. Yeah, he needs some very intensive therapy. You know what might be the biggest red flag of all of this for OP is that how easy it is for him to pretend to be someone else. So I think there's parts where we have these AITs, AITA stories and there's parts where they're mentally unhinged and there's literally something wrong. Um, and then there's parts where something's going on, um, but there's still an ask on one. Right. And I feel like this is that case where he needs intensive therapy. But he's still an ask on There's one also for taking, malice involved. It's yeah, intentional. It is intentional. It is intentional because he's controlling. He's trying to control her spending, going to food banks and stealing food. He's the only one who gets to say how his earnings are used. There's so many red flags here. It's let him rain. Maybe he's doing research for an acting role. <laughs> I don't know. But it's it's that level of he's got that level of commitment and it's that level of deceit. Yes. Like the unless he's de- yep. an undercover CIA agent, like trying to find the freaking <laughs> the mole in, in the food bank uh, or is on undercover boss and actually runs these food banks or is doing um, is doing some research for an acting gig. Then, yeah, severely ask on one also uh, needs therapy. And also I'd be really concerned. You think. You're wondering if you're the asshole for needing space right now. You probably need to be asking if you're the asshole for thinking that this is a marriage deal breaker. Like Candy Thunder said, this is much more serious than I think you think it is. It's um, crazy to me that they've been married for 17 years. And this is how it's always gone. Like this is, has he always done this? Did something trigger him to do this? Was it COVID? Like how much you want to bet that this has prevented her from ever wanting to have children with him? How the hell would you explain that to the kids? Sorry, kids. Daddy's dressed like a <laughs> like a homeless man today so he can go get food from the food bank. He'd probably enlist them. He'd probably <laughs> get them all grubbed up too and drag them into the food bank so they could pretend to be his. Oh, God. Mm. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, we sit upon a substantial trust fund and we're financially stable. No, at I'm least, sorry. At least she's creating a boundary. I mean, yes, it's taken 17 years, but... At least she's drawing a line and saying enough. I just, I need to know if it was, if this has been going on for 17 years or if it's a new behavior. If it's a new behavior, maybe there's something more wrong with this guy. Uh, She didn't say, okay, so, however, the main point of contention between us is his frequent visits to food banks. Um, So. It sounds like it's been going on a while. Yeah, it sounds like it's been going on for a long time. Right. And she finally just had enough. The hell. N-T-A-O-P. Right. Husbands and ask home one with potentially some severe issues that that need therapy. There is uh, things are really hard in America, like right now with the price of items, like people not making enough money and it's to take food away from people that actually need it is that's an ask. And then let it go to waste. Like what what is going through his mind? I don't understand that. I think that. okay. so so what he's what he is saying when he does that is um, I feel no remorse when screwing people over. Right. And as a spouse, you have to look at that and be like, 
ooh, what happens when I'm the person that gets screwed over? You have to think about it. You have to. Mm -hmm. Still NTA, but take this seriously because this... Well, and she does say, I'm not leaving my husband, but I need a few days to gain some clarity. I mean, so she's, to me, that's, I mean, she's made up her mind. She's just pissed off about this situation. Made up her mind about not. Leaving. Then get him therapy. If you yeah. want to stay with him, treat the root issue. Like we talked yeah. about earlier. Like, why is this happening? Why does he feel like this? He yeah. needs to do this. There's got to be something there that caused him to feel this way. Yeah. And would you feel differently if instead of doing what he's doing and dressing up and going to food banks, would you feel differently if he was stealing food from a grocery store? Because the same thing is happening. Mm-hmm. Would you feel differently if he was a klepto? One of my jobs, I actually worked in a food bank and helped the people that came in. Um, it was after the tornado mm-hmm. here in Joplin. And I met the people that came in and they're scared to take too much. They're scared. And obviously there's people that don't have those feelings, but the majority of people that I worked with are scared to take too much and are always like, no, I don't need that. I can get by with this. I can get by with that. And for him to go in and just take that from somebody that makes me, it makes me freaking angry. He needs to go work with those people. That would be the only way that this, if, if I was in this relationship, that would be the only way that this was salvaged. You'd be giving part of your income and you would be going to work with these people to understand who you're taking things from. Or, or yeah live a month in their shoes. Right. Like we talked about earlier, yeah. like actually experiencing what they experience and then going to the food bank and discovering there isn't any because some asshat who pretended to yeah. be, to need it showed up and took it all that that's what you need to experience. Ugh. All right. Let's uh, cleanse our palates with the next story. This one is our last one of the day, right? Yes. Last one of part two here coming up. This one is actually from relationship advice as well. And this is called, I overheard my boyfriend say that he chose the wrong girl. I 25 female overheard my 27 male boyfriend say that he chose the wrong girl. For context, me and my boyfriend have been together for a total of eight years. We met between mutual friends while I was still in school and he had just moved to my town to go to college. We were friends for two years before we started dating. The reason for this was because one, I was too scared to make a move. And secondly, he was in love with one of our mutual friends. After she got a boyfriend, he moved on to liking me and we've been dating ever since. Last Saturday was his birthday and he told me he was never thrown a surprise party and would like to experience one. Is that how surprise parties work? You can request them. Mm -hmm. I would like to request a surprise party for my birthday next year. Surprise. (laughs) I worked all week before Saturday, his birthday, planning and inviting people, getting reservations, buying a cake, etc. I asked his best friend to hang out with him for most of the day so that I could set up and get everyone to get here and hide for the surprise. The birthday party was a success and he was smiling the whole time. He had snuck off with his best friend somewhere and I wanted to find him so that we could sing happy birthday and cut the cake. As I was walking down the hallway, I heard him and his friend talking, so I kept walking toward their voices. I heard him tell his friend that he should have kept trying with our mutual friend. He told him that he should have been the man that was engaged to her and not her now fiance. He said that he hated waking up to me and that he wished that our mutual friend was the one that threw him his first surprise party. He said that he felt disgusted every time he had to kiss me or hold me because he knew that our mutual friend should be in his arms instead. He said that he felt like he was stuck in our whole relationship and that he would end up having to marry me. He said that her mutual friend was even better than me in looks from head to toe. He said that she was the most gorgeous girl I've ever seen. I went back to the party and told everyone that I couldn't find him and that we would have to wait for him to come back. When he came back, he gave me a hug and a kiss on the head and told me he loved me. I didn't want to ruin his party, so I went along with it. He doesn't know that I know he 
doesn't honestly love me. I've just been going along with everything. I honestly don't want to break up with him. I just want to know how I can make him fall in love with me. I don't know what I did to make him feel so unhappy. So I would like to know how do I make my boyfriend fall in love with me or should I give up on our relationship? He is the first boyfriend I've ever had and I'm scared to start dating again at my age. Here's one of the comments. This is from OP. Oh, this is from OP. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know I shouldn't want to stay with him, but I'm so scared of no one ever finding me good enough to stay with. I have been with him for eight years and I couldn't even make him love me. What the f- Okay. So, OP, you're afraid that you're never going to be good enough for anyone else. You're going to settle for not being good enough for him. How does someone think so little of themselves that they're like, I deserve this and I will never find anything better than this? Has she just been beaten into submission? It sounds to me like she was the maybe a shy person, um, maybe introvert person, um, never put herself out there. And then she did, and it was with this guy, and this was her first boyfriend. Um, she probably fell lo- fell in love and fell hard and thought that everything was happy. I feel so bad for her, but she is 25. Um, so it's been since since she was in I'm college. Sorry, that basically. math is hard. It's been eight years. Yeah. And she's 25 now. Right. So 17? Yeah. Is that <laughs> like math? Math is hard. They've been together for, since she was in this guy how dare you stay with someone for eight years and just be in love with somebody else and just stay because it's easy dude is that why he's staying because it's easy because it's somebody yeah because it's somebody because it's somebody to fill a place even though he's in love with somebody else somebody that probably doesn't even want him or never even thought of him that way because if she had she would be with him but why would you stay with someone who you said you were disgusted by i don't know like, I, I mean, even if even if he was a big enough brozo to just stay with her so he could sleep with her, but if he's disgusted by her, how does that work? And to hear someone that you probably love so much say those things about you. I mean, it's that's going to take so much for her to recover from. But then to also have the response of not this guy and, yeah. and oh, my God, like, OK, I guess we're done. But to have the response of. I don't want to leave him. I want to make him love me. No, Whoa. no, honey. No, no, no. That's not the way. You this need- is one of those situations like we talked about mm-hmm. in maybe our first story where it's you need to find out how to be happy with yourself and not need someone else because you needing someone else gives them the proximity and the ability to do damage to you. And you allow that to happen because you need them so much. You're 25. I mean, that is so young. So much life. She said, I didn't know if anyone would love me at my age. That's 25. What are you, an old maid at 25? You are young. There is somebody out there for everyone, whether that be in a platonic relationship, in a loving relationship, like however that needs to look for you, there is somebody. You will find your person in friendship or in partnership or whatever that looks like. There are people out there who need people. You do not have to settle for someone who thinks that you're disgusting that doesn't want to wake up and see your face that's no and you should think more of yourself than for that to ever be an option have some self-respect you i don't care what's going on in your life you don't deserve that 
Mm-mm. No one deserves that. And you need to believe that. That's the problem. Right now, you feel like you deserve that. And you want to make him fall in love with you. You want this same guy who said this shit about you to start loving you. And then you're going to believe it and never question it and never think about this moment. Never think about how he said these incredibly terrible, harmful things. No, no. Yeah. How old were you whenever we reconnected? Like 26, 27. Yeah. And we were both divorced with kids. Yeah. Like, and you don't even, you don't have that complicate complication here. And, and again, we have both gotten to the point where we were okay being by ourselves with kids, but by ourselves didn't need someone else. And that's why it worked. If you can get yourself to the point where you don't need someone else, the pressure and what you're willing to put up with goes away. One, she needs to look, she needs to gain some confidence look at this guy and say you i heard what you said i don't appreciate it and you have no idea what you just threw away because you have no idea how much i love you and walk out the door and never look back because this guy will never ever ever love you the way that you want him to love you but somebody else will there will be somebody else that will love you and that someone else is going to love all the things that you don't love about yourself that somebody else is going to appreciate all of the quirks that you have, Mm -hmm. that someone else is going to look at the things that you look at and you're like, why the hell am I so weird? And be like, that's the part I love most about you. It exists out there. It exists. And we're that for each other. Um, And the things, you know, the things that you may be most self-conscious about right now, someone else will find most endearing. Like it's just that exists and everyone deserves that. And people settling and just accepting that, That unhappiness is the path is horse shit. And the only way that you end up in that position is if you choose to accept it. You choose every day what you're going to accept and what you're going to allow and what your path is going to be. And you can start choosing differently right now. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can choose right now to start living differently. Right. And if, if someone loves you unconditionally, they're going to love everything about you. They would never have those feelings. This guy settled and... He does not love you, not in any way, shape, or form. I could never, in my wildest dreams, imagine saying those things about you behind your back. Like, I could never, because I love, even the things that piss me off, I love. And I, this, it, it breaks my heart to see people settle and to think that they're not worth something. And I don't know what happened early in her, earlier in her life for her to think that she isn't worth anything and to have no self-respect you do not need to make people fall in love with you that's not the game that's not the purpose you know it might be i'm, I'm sitting here oops, sorry i'm just bumping into shit i'm sitting here thinking about you know uh, a lot of the people that we interact with online and you know from their perspectives them them looking at at us now and you're trying to hear these words and, and understand them and it may be tough it may be tough to to look at Candy Thunder and I, who are obviously in a happy, functional relationship, and be like, yeah, well, you guys don't get it. F- we don't. Oh, my God. I was shit on by so many guys, Derek. Um, so many guys. Like, uh, he was a the call out. raging <laughs> asshole, and he treated me like shit. Acted like nothing I ever said was good enough. He wouldn't return my texts. He wouldn't return my calls and then act like I was the one who was being the problem. And that, no, I, I went through the with a bunch of guys. Um, my ex-husband and I, Ava's dad, it was, we are friends now. It was, it, the relationship just didn't work. Um, we recognized that and 
we moved on. So he was not an asshole. I want to make sure that I note that this was not no, Ava's we've dad. Been, He's we've a been great guy. Our share of problems. I think more, even more importantly for you to understand is that we've been through periods of being alone. And, right. and for those people who are alone right now and who don't have the luxury, quote unquote, of relationship problems, that's okay. Like that's be grateful that you don't have those right now, because that means that you get the opportunity to work more on yourself because there is someone out there working on themselves right now too. You know, and I'm like calling people out, but you've been in a relationship where you were shit on to your face. Like yeah, people yeah. said nasty or this person said nasty things to your face oh, yeah. in order to make you feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. And I think maybe this is one of the reasons that this fires me up so much, but it's not worth it. I, you would trust me. It's easier to be alone than to be with someone who tries to take things from you for someone to just bothers me. Yeah. Well, in, you know, it, in my, in my case, it was a, it was a transparent attempt. Like, I mean, I knew it was happening. Right. And I made the choice to be alone. Like I would rather be alone and work on myself and just, and be, and have the opportunity to be happy than to know I'm going to get shit on every day. Yeah. And that's where you're at here. It's like you have, you at least have the opportunity to, to be happy if you are alone, if you are away from this mm -hmm. and then find out how to be happy by yourself. And then, you know what? You may just collide with someone else who is on an intersecting path and that's how it works. It just, and even if it doesn't happen, you've given yourself the opportunity to be happy by yourself and in hell. I mean, many people are perfectly happy adventuring life on their own. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Get a dog or a cat or share bird. your love with them. Yeah. Or spiders snakes 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 no step on snake <laughs> yeah obviously we got a little fired up about that and we were we talked about this before jumping in to do these stories today we're like do we want to venture into relationship advice stories because we haven't really done that with the two of us um and i said just screw it, screw it let's do it let's see how it goes <laughs> screw uh, it let's do it screw it let's do it gotta put risk, that on a shirt gotta risk it for the biscuit tell you what um <laughs> <laughs> sound like candace saying <laughs> yes. very much so i'm sorry candy <laughs> Only the candy version of that would be like, uh, screw it for the biscuit. Is that how it goes? <laughs> you take is, a piece from each and combine them yeah, together. That's very accurate. 100% <laughs> spot on. But I think that, I think it worked out well. I hope you agree. Uh, but I know that perspective wise, you know, we've, we've done our nickel. Um, and you know, both individually and together as a couple, we've done our nickel. Um, we've gone through enough problems to at least have some insight to share. And while it may not be a direct solution or a recipe for success, it's at least we've been through the tunnel. We found the light on the other side of it. And we can at least tell you how we got there and what we saw along the way. And may, hopefully that's helpful. I sure as hell hope so, because I know there are so many freaking people out there who are just sad. And whether it's because they're alone or whether it's because someone who doesn't appreciate them or doesn't love them or whatever it is, I know that there are just a lot of people out there who are just content, not me, maybe not content, but comfortable being sad. Hmm. And it's, it, it hurts to see that because you know, having been through what we've been through and having gone through the paths that we traveled, you know that there's another way. Like, is it, is it weird of me to say, if you're watching this and you feel alone, like come join our VIP group. And it's not a plug. I just mean that there, there are people there that, that want to make friends yeah. that want to get to know other people. And even though it's an online thing, um, I still think it's a really cool environment and I love, I love to see what people have, have made out of it. So 
We see people connecting there all the time. And, you know, yeah. which without without our direct intervention, just people finding yeah. common interests and having conversations about things. And I, it's it's awesome. That's amazing. That's what it's yeah. all about. Um, and yeah, and it's everybody's struggling with something. So mm-hmm. don't you're not alone. And if you if you want some people to to talk to about anything, this yeah. group has, has become a talk to about anything kind of thing. We welcome you, especially cakes and pets and um, and kids and asshole stories. And uh, what am I missing? Mother-in-laws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. But we even have people that don't want their stories read, but share their stories in mm-hmm. this group for for personal feedback, um, which I, it was really cool to see everybody jump in and and talk to this woman and it was so it's it's something there if you're looking for something if you watch that and think i need something else in my life then there's an option we've started a new family and you're welcome (laughs) to join absolutely we'd be happy to have you okay that's uh that's it for today that's all we got nice work part two hopefully we don't have any tech gremlins to uh to face here Uh, the last one part one we only had one issue and I've been watching the uh, the red light on the camera this whole time to make sure. I know you have too. <laughs> that was the only issue we had last time, and the edit went fine. Everything looked good, sound good, sound look good, sound good. Uh, everything mm, went good. well. So hopefully we're past that era. Someone said we needed to sage. Uh, they may be right. <laughs> if something else pops up, we'll we'll yes. definitely consider that. Um, but thank you guys so much for hanging out with us again. Hopefully we have this out sometime here soon. It'll probably be Sunday. Was that the second? Oh July? my. Summer is flying by. It is. It'll almost be the 4th of July when this comes out. So we hope you guys have a great and safe 4th. And uh, for those of you across the pond or in other parts of the world, um, we'll be lighting up the night sky and making lots of big boom booms over here. So um, wish us luck and safety. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you Such next a weird time, holiday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said we're going to be lighting up the sky and making a bunch of big boom booms over here. Bye. And our dogs are going to be freaking terrified. They already We've are. already started their, their regimen, so their medicine. <laughs> I'm not going through that again. That is hard. And if you if you live in the United States, you know, and you have a dog or an animal that gets scared with loud noises, I I could do without the fireworks and just like sparklers and stuff. That would be fine. I, I like with shooting me. off fireworks, but it's 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 when it happens like a week before the 4th, whenever we're not supposed to be shooting them mm-hmm. off yet, that I'm like, come on, assholes. Like, we don't... On the 4th, we have time to prepare. Oh, there's a market for some kind of noise-canceling headphones for, for puppies. dogs. I if would you buy get them. them to stay on. I would figure out a way. Somebody somebody, take that up. Because there's a new challenge. Luna would... Oliver doesn't like them, but if he's with me, he's okay. Um, Luna <sighs> is terrified. She's terrified of everything anyways, but it breaks my heart. It breaks your heart. And Yeah. You've got a heart of stone. We but, were driving home the other day and it was it was me, Brady, and Luna was sitting in the back seat and we were driving down, uh, headed to our house, and somebody shot off fireworks like right next to the road, and it was artillery shell. Uh, so it goes thunk. Boom. And Luna immediately just this horse, 85-pound dog, curled up into a ball about this big and forced herself like on the floor in the back seat, kind of underneath my seat, and was just like made herself as small and as possible. Shakes like uncontrollably, yes. and just her eyes just look so scared, just so. terrified. I I could honestly celebrate the holiday without the giant booms. Maybe if it was just like fireworks being let off by the city, 
mm. something. I don't know. I know people are going to not I like mean, that. Like, I, I, I like shooting them off and, you know, I've come from a background where shooting them off was always a big deal mm-hmm. and, and was always the, I'm going to tie 20 fuses together and create my own little fireworks show guy. Um, and, you know, experiment with things that I probably shouldn't experiment with. And now into the age where I'm like, someone else can set them off. I just can't be liable for any kind of damage you guys do. <laughs> I'm like, just please don't hit anything. Don't screw it. I'm old man stage mm-hmm. now. Like, just don't screw anything out, please. Maybe we shouldn't host this year. Maybe we <laughs> should do it at someone else's house. If you're coming to my house for the 4th of July, just make sure that uh, you know that we can't be held responsible for any stupid decisions you make or any damage you cause mm-hmm. to any property surrounding ours. Have yeah. a safe and have have a safe and happy Fourth of July. Thank you guys. <laughs> Bye. We uh, we made this joke, and this obviously probably can't make the cut, but we made this but joke. It's, it's legal in Missouri. Okay. I mean, there's nothing against that. So it was um, last Thursday when we had our, our team day um, at the lake. We we went down, and, and Tony Spark hosted us, and we went out on the on the pontoon and floated in the water, and he made us an amazing meal. Dude, um, so amazing. Tony. It was. Chef. It was, Chef Tony. Yes. It was magnificent. I, I raved about it when I came in this morning. I was mm-hmm. like, Tony, I just want to tell you, I've been thinking about that meal ever since. And he just laughed. And I'm like, dude, it, you, you don't understand. It was amazing. Um, but pretty much everybody partook in a little bit of the. Uh, the uh, Not me. I, I don't partake. The flowered derivatives of some form, whether it be like a Rice Krispie treat or chocolate or some kind. So pretty much everybody but Candy Thunder. Here's what happens, though. Once other people are are relaxed in on that and their minds are able to see other angles, everything that Candy Thunder says makes sense and is hilarious. It's like she is this funny all the time. You just have to be a little bit high to get it. And when you get it, it's like this is the funniest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. It's just you just have to be. You have to be, I think I explained it like this. Like everybody sees the one path they normally see until if you're high, you're able to see additional angles, right? And when you see those additional I mean, angles. I don't really know because I'm not the, Yeah, well, I can't do it because I'm clearly <laughs> live on that field all the yeah. time. Once you can see those additional angles, like you can see where she's coming from on all these statements. And it is just so damn funny. She's the funniest person I know regardless, but <laughs> If I'm a little bit altered up here to be able to see different angles and understand things I typically wouldn't notice, then it is just the funniest shit in the world. I'm I am an awkward person. I am so awkward in conversation. Yeah, the I'm funniest. I know, now. but it's like I, it's like my brain, like my mouth moves faster than my brain. So it's like a, I just say things that it's like I don't have a filter, but like in a, a very comical way, not in a I say things to offend people but i would agree with this yeah it's like i they just pop into my head and i just say them before i have a chance to like hold them back and it's there was yeah. one part where we were floating in the water and you were probably like five feet from miles no i was 20 feet from no miles. it was like it was, it was like five. it was 
20, if not 15, <laughs> 15 to 20 Maybe feet. Maybe 10. It was, <laughs> okay, we'll compromise and say 10 to 20 feet away from Miles. <laughs> and he like snapped or something in the water. We were floating in the water. Snapped or something like water splashed his face and he goes, ow. Which was a weird response. But at the anyway. same time, you had made a move with your hand in the water. Okay. So, so water splash. So I, I make some kind of splash and then 20 feet away or 10 miles gets water in his face and says, ow. And Candy Thunder says, did you just punch him? Slap. It says <laughs> slap. Punch. I, oh, I said, did you just slap him? From 10 to 20 feet away. She's, <laughs> she just thought I had slapped miles. From some kind of incredible distance. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, from where she was, the simultaneous action is just, yeah, it was, but everybody starts busting up laughing immediately. They're like, they're so far apart. It's like from, from the camera to, yeah, like, yes. It but was maybe from the angle space. that I was at, you guys looked closer together. <laughs> the I, different I angle you're talking about. It here. was the funniest shit I've ever heard. That's all I know. Miles snapped in the water because he remembered something he was trying to say. Ah. Uh, and then ended up splashing himself in the mm-hmm. face. It was funny. <laughs> Said, ow, but had glasses on. Oh, sometimes. And we talked about that. Sometimes when you accidentally like, like if I'm carrying like a cup and it hits something, I'm like, ow. Yeah. My brain's it like, doesn't, it doesn't really yeah. hurt you. Yep. It's like an anticipated response. Yeah. And then you're like, well, that didn't hurt, but yeah. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to say ow anyway. <laughs> All right, we had to get that little last tangent in there for real this time. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Oh, my glob. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the Askonauts today. Thanks again.